0: hello welcome to youtube success podcast remember i don't have an intro i did say in the last episode i would not talk about the fact that i did have an intro but here i am talking about it once again so don't get bored of these non-intro intros just go with it it's fine i'm here with molly who i forever call molly maloney and that is not your name at all so
1: i get it a lot i get the cockles and muscles all of it so molly oh, maloney oh, okay.
0: as long as i'm not the only one well and the thing is I thought to myself, well, you know, I could just not tell her about it. But, you know, I'm an open book. I like to tell people when I just make a fool of myself. Uh, So I'm here with Molly and Molly is a YouTuber. Molly, I checked out your YouTube channel earlier. You've got five and a half thousand subscribers. But, you know, it's there. It's one of the platforms you use of many things. I think from my perspective, and perspective is a wonderful thing, from the outside looking in, I think of you when I think of AI. But strangely enough, that is absolutely not your whole thing. That's not your whole spitzing at all. There's a whole thing to Molly that doesn't give a fair picture of. So what I do on this is I I ask my guests to introduce themselves. I know that sometimes feels weird, but I think if anyone doesn't know Molly, one of the first times I saw Molly speak, she started singing. So, I mean, if anybody can introduce themselves, it has to be Molly. So so leave that to (laughs) you, Molly. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for it. So I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I was so looking forward to this call. And I'm so glad that we got to hang out somewhat recently, almost a year ago, but like in real life, which is awesome also. And yeah, so you are correct. Currently, we are one of the things we're most known for is AI. We've been teaching human focused AI strategies since 2021, which feels like we're kind of like dinosaurs in the space at this point because so many people have become AI experts in the past like 6 months or you know 2 days. But really AI's been around for a very long time. So that's been something we've woven in, but it all started with a little company called The Prepared Performer as you can see, and when I launched my company the main focus was actually helping performers, i.e. singers, dancers, actors to be able to have a career and actually you know, a life they love because I worked as a professional performer for about 20 years. In 2016, when Facebook live came out, we switched everything. And rather than teaching performers how to have a business, we started teaching business owners how to perform. So that is what we really started doing was helping people to be more confident, whether they're on camera or on stage, or even in the way that they write things, it's bringing their own authentic self into their content. And now AI allows us to just do that more quickly.
0: Excellent. And actually, hopefully for anyone listening or watching on YouTube, you can now see why Molly is the perfect guest for this, because actually one of the things that I deal with with my clients when it comes to YouTube is the confidence on camera. Speaking to a lens is weird as hell. I I think my public speaking journey started in 2010. And when I first got in front of camera, which was uh, 2017, I still felt weird about it. And I'd spoken in front of rooms with hundreds of people, but it still felt weird. So we'll come to that. Well, let's start start there, actually. Let's talk about the public speaking stuff. I've got it the other way around in my notes. Can we start with what are the common things do you think between being on camera on YouTube or whatever platform you decide to be on? What are the common things that come up for a lot of people? When they're trying to perform because it is a performance whether you like it or not it's a performance so yeah what what are the common things you see
1: well i think there's two different for me there's two different uh, like styles one is to be live where you know that you have interaction potentially coming in from a community which that way at least you can feed off of the comments and then there's where you're just by yourself recording a video right this is another way where we're, we're able to talk to each other but for me, it's a little harder when I'm by myself with no one else there and I'm recording something on my own because it's, there's no feedback and there's nothing to bounce your ideas off of. So whether you're live and you have people interacting or not, you really have to pretend. And the hardest thing to do is actually to be yourself on camera, which that in itself is a performance because I remember being in college, getting my BFA, in theater and dance. And we learned that when cameras were first invented, there was a whole new thing that happens physiologically with people when they know that a camera is on everything in your actual being changes. And so if you don't feel weird on camera, that's probably more weird.
0: Oh my God, that's so so fascinating. And that leads really well into my next question. But I I want to think about that and just talk about that for a second. So I talk about the fact that when You hit the button of fear, the record (laughs) button that what your brain does is gives you all this information immediately. It's like it just floods you with information. So a lot of people, they'll stumble for the first minute because they've suddenly got all this information because they've hit the button. Actually, sometimes it's better to hit record and just talk about something that's fun and and something that's unrelated to the video that you are talking about and then get into your video because it's just about getting those nerves and all of the crap that your brain has given you. And the reason why it leads nicer to the question, and hey, I'm going to tell you, by the way, normally with everyone else I've spoken to so far, I told them what the questions are, and I just realized I've not told them my the questions. So the other thing I'll tell oh, you I'm, is about, I
1: like better without knowing because I really well, like that, the improv. This is the
0: thing, right? And the thing about being a performer is what makes a good performer, a good public speaker, is being able to continue when stuff goes wrong. And hey, I've been in loads of, loads of situations like that where my slide deck doesn't work, or the projector doesn't work. The tech just fails. I we used to own uh, the tech world. It was like you'd have to sacrifice a lamb to the, the demo gods because the demos energy. would always fail. You know, so being a performer, you just learn to roll with it, right? You just get on with it. But the physio- f- physiological stuff. I know it's gonna it was gonna be hard to say that. The physiological stuff that's fascinating because again, I asked people to talk uh, talk to people about energy. So I wondered if you could talk about the kind of things that uh, you talk to your clients about when it comes to staying in the right energy for performance, because there's some days where you're just, you just don't have it. It's not in you. For me, it's 7pm and I'm always better in the morning. So when I'm doing these, I try to do them in the morning, but of course you're the other side of the world. So we do accommodate you. So how do you, how do your clients and how do you advise your clients to stay in the best energy? when it comes to creating video content?
1: Yeah, well, the first thing that we always do is we go way back to when I was in college again. And in the room where we were learning how to become actors, you know, there was this giant chart on the wall that was Konstantin Stanislavski's chart on how to be a real actor. And it's this whole, if you Google it, like Stanislavski is the like foremost, you know, Russian theorist on how to be an actor. And there's all these different pieces in it that are like these words going up the side. And there's one giant box on the bottom and it says, work on one's self. And I think that is so important. And it's so great that you asked this question because if we don't have a system for that in place before we start doing all the other things, because there's so much more to it. It's not just that you start talking. It's that you have all the tech stuff to to consider. You also have things that are happening, you know, in your real life that are coming in at you. You also have the looming fear of like what the results of this video are going to be because there's like some sort of implication. Like what is your family going to say when they see this video? What are your clients actually going to care? Are they going to think it's dumb? Whatever. We've got all of these different gremlins that creep up. So if we don't have a foundation for ourselves as a regular practice, it's we can never expect to be able to give something consistently energetically. So we have a practice called the quesadilla of awesome.
0: Yeah. Do you know? No, I don't know that
1: Okay. On. So the quesadilla of awesome is something that I developed when I was working as a performance coach because I had so many clients that had like Broadway credits or huge TV credits. And then they would still get nervous in certain situations. And in my mind, I was like, dude, you are like, you know, such a pro. How are you nervous here? But I realized that for some people, the higher that they get, the more successful they get. Now there's farther to fall. So, sometimes it can feel even scarier once you've had a certain level of success. So, we're going to do this exercise together. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, I think. Okay. I'm I'm just, yeah, whatever. Let's do it, Raleigh. Tell me.
1: Okay. So, you're going to take your hands like this. Yeah. Put them in a ball. If you're listening on the podcast, we are putting our fingertips together and making like a big ball. This is going to be our ball of business benefits. So, inside this ball, We are going to put all of the things that we offer. So like all of your amazing technical camera skills and your YouTube magic and all of that stuff, you're going to put into this ball. And then on the count of three, we're going to throw it into the air. Ready? You got all your benefits in there? Okay. One, two, three. Okay. So now all of our business benefits are floating above us. Up above us, like Mikey TV and Willy Wonka, you know, when he like goes to the television, the Wonka vision. So all of our benefits are up there. And what are you left with? Just yourself. Yeah, which is both the most amazing and the most terrifying thing to be left with. Oftentimes before we start our videos, we try and bring in like our expertise and we have to look fancy, whatever. But if we start with who we are as humans first, we're going to be so much more powerful and we'll be able to create content that other human beings will care about. So the problem is, is that a lot of people don't even know who they are. So what we do is we make a list of 20 things that make you a uniquely awesome human being. And we call this list the quesadilla of awesome because everyone has something that makes them uniquely awesome, even if it's just that you make an amazing quesadilla. Okay. So do you want to know the recipe for what goes in? Uh,
0: What, to an amazing quesadilla?
1: Well, I mean, that is subjective because you may want like olives in your quesadilla or nuts. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, I I I totally get it. And I I think you've gone. Tell me, tell me the recipe. Go on.
1: (laughs) So the recipe for what you're going to write on this list, a lot of people get stuck with it. And so I've made an acronym. The word is SAVE. It has five letters. Most people think you spell SAVE with four letters, but I can't spell. So I spell my acronyms wrong. So it's S-A-A-V-E. And it is your skill sets, the things that you're naturally gifted at, your appearance, which is important, not because of what other people think about the way you look. It's about what you think about the way you look, because that's half of the problem is that when we record videos, oftentimes we can see ourselves, which is like awkward. So your appearance, the next one is your activities. So things that you love doing that are separate from your business, which then you can connect with with other human beings about as well. The next one is your values. And so those those are the things that really matter to you as a human being. At our company, we stand for joy as a fierce form of activism. If you're not willing to have fun, you're not going to be a good fit in our community. And then the final thing is E, which is for things you like to eat. And so this is...
0: I'm glad that's there. I'm glad that's there.
1: (laughs) And that one's really, it seems silly, but it's actually such a great way to bring about a common denominator that we all can, uh, you know, either agree on or disagree on. And so what I like to do is find food that's polarizing that you either love or you really don't like. And when you weave that into your content, like the secret for unlocking the algorithm, which is really awesome.
0: Yeah. And, and now it all could make sense about the Brussels sprouts. It all okay, makes so- sense.
1: So that I wasn't sure if I was gonna bring it up, but you well, teed it up. So here we go. If you want to unlock all of your social media, especially on Facebook, all you have to do is write these five words, Brussels Sprouts, yes or no, and watch the magic unfold. So I love Brussels Sprouts. And because of that, let me show you something. I'm disappearing. Oh. It's not there. I have this, usually it's like right there. I have this dish towel. The four people have sent me in the mail that says every day I'm Brustlin.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. I yes. like that. And the thing so, is, you know, I, the, the great thing was, so the story for me, my, my view of this story, the first time I saw it, was at Atomicon <laughs> last year. And of course, in my world, I've gotten connected with a lot of the Atomicon attendees. And so we all did this thing. And, and of course, wow. loads of people beyond Atomicon said, you must be with Molly. And I think actually the great thing about that is it's like a testament to somebody's You you've talked about that save the acronym, but it's a testament to what people remember you as like this, these little things, mine's clean your lens. I say that all the time, once a (laughs) month, I put it on my status and people now repeat it back to me when they see me, you know. But that is how you create an audience that understands who you are and, and what you stand for and all of those kind of things. So all of those And it can
1: be as silly as Brussels sprouts, but and yeah, it yeah, tr- totally, yeah. teaching that tip for like seven years now. Yeah. And so now what happens, like at Atomicon, I taught that everybody wrote Brussels sprouts, yes or no. And then other people, like you said, start commenting, you must be with Molly. Like it works. It's sticky. People send me pictures of their Brussels sprouts. When the holidays come up, they send me like. Think Brussels sprout Easter eggs or whatever.
0: So, and, and the funny thing is, like when you're at school, when or certainly when I was at school, there were certain things like that about yourself that would be taken the mickey out of, or people would not like or use against you, or whatever. And actually, I find that they're the things they're the uniqueness of a person that becomes the thing that people love in the end. At, I, at school, you're just trying to figure out and you're all kind of work each other out, but by the time you become an adult, if you can just stick your stake in the ground and say, that's who I am. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. People love yeah. that about you, right?
1: They love it. And then if you can get better and and be even more brave to be able to really claim that, what I love to do is I love to look at this list and then take your fingers and you tap your fingers on your chest. Okay, so I think you did this at Atomic Combat. Will you do it with me?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, you're tap your fingers yeah, okay. on your chest, it, yeah. okay? You guys are looking at the list and then you're going to roll your shoulders. This is like, this is how you get the energy, right? You're looking at the list, you're rolling your shoulders and then you're going to take a big breath and you're going to go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 kind of downstairs So I call this the money dance. <laughs> yeah, and so you do that money dance before you go live or before you write a post. And every time I do it, it feels so good. You bring more of who you are into yeah. yourself before you show up.
0: Yeah, I definitely didn't know what I was getting into with this. Did I, money? <laughs> yeah. Good. Excellent. Well, and, and the thing is, the, the thing that I love about this is because you do the performing art stuff and the way you bring that into what you do, you make it feel okay. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of adults that have had that sort of beaten out of them in one way or another, yeah. uh, it makes it feel okay. And so I, I definitely love that about you. Uh, so Thank thanks you. for bringing that here as well. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you now is how... The hell did you go from performing arts to ai
1: (laughs) oh that is a good question so we we, i mean there's the transition in between from performing arts to teaching video strategies right and actually i don't know if you saw this but if you look at my poor little youtube channel which doesn't get as much love as i should give it if you go like if you organize my videos in terms of most popular did you happen to do that by any chance i didn't do that Matt. okay well if you do that you're going to find very embarrassing videos of me teaching how to sing a C scale. So I have several videos that have hit well over 100,000 views way back in the day when I was teaching singing because I actually was using YouTube for that. But when Facebook Live came out in 2016, I basically abandoned my YouTube channel and I just focused on Facebook, which worked really well for us in the, the moment and the time because Facebook Live was so new. When Messenger Bots came out, We then added in messenger bots because on, you know, Facebook messenger, they were so new and people were like, Oh, what you can do what? And so I love the tech stuff and I love combining the tech stuff with the human stuff. And even more than that, I love when people freak out because I've taught them something they don't know. And it like really seems like I created the magic when really I'm just showing them how to use this tool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and then that's great. Right. And I, I think that's the same when I closed my business in 2020. I looked and I was like what do I really love doing and and I figured out through you know you do exercise and stuff it was like video and teaching and it's that same thing you you mentioned it Ali you said about what's weird about being in front of camera is not having the feedback Mm -hmm. and actually training in a room when you deliver training the best thing about that for me no it's not for everybody but it's seeing people's eyes light up, oh, seeing them when yes. they get the thing. And then it's like, oh, it's amazing. And so it's so hard actually to translate that to an online environment. Actually, Zoom gave us a, you know, Zoom was late to the game. There was Citrix and all the other things that came in the corporate world before that. But but Zoom really gave the general population a chance to then connect with their webcam. Yeah. Because if you'd have asked before the pandemic, oh, can you put your webcam on? People are like, no. You can't see my face out of You asked me to do such a thing, you know. <laughs> but then now everybody's just used to it. It's almost weird when people show up to a, a thing like this and they've not got the webcam on, you know.
1: Yeah, um, agreed. But it gives us that human aspect, even though it's obviously not the same as being in real life, right? Yeah. So with that in mind, though, when we add the AI in, it's like, are we removing the human aspect? And my firm belief is no, the AI actually causes us to have to dig deeper into the human aspect, because otherwise, if it was just AI, we would all become zombies, and all the content would become boring and blend in. so really what happened is in 2021, I started using Jasper, which was called Jarvis. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah so uh, yeah, yeah so. we loved we loved it so much, and so I launched a program called Dancing with Jarvis, teaching people how to play with the AI. <laughs> and how to like when you get a response that you don't really love to recognize like oh this is just like I'm playing I'm going to give him something back and when they changed the name to Jasper I was like this is a bad idea to base my whole program on one tool so I switched it it's now called the AI content club but then when when chatgpt came out and everybody was freaking out it was like oh this is a ride that I can wave that I can ride because I've already been doing this for so many years so that's really how it all happened and now it's like people have to know who they are. So our whole thing is that the way to make content that stands out in an effective, efficient way is your weird plus AI is how we create this high converting content. So if yeah. you don't figure out what what it is that makes you weird to begin with, you're going to create really boring content that's not going to get anywhere.
0: Yeah, and and the weirdness that the, the the thing I love about watch one of your tutorials you were doing, you you discovered something and you was like so excited to show everyone and you just went alive and started talking about it the thing i like about that is that you you feel your excitement for discovering it it's like you've discovered it for the first time i know in some ways you have because it's a new thing whatever but i think you know what's really crazy
1: what's really crazy about that is that honestly some of these things even like prompts that i have created i get so excited when they work yeah (laughs) you know like they and they i know what's going to happen but i still i allow myself to like feel the emotion of it and feel that out loud so we can all feel it together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are afraid actually to put that, um, those emotions out there to show that kind of raw side of them as well, which is great. I've got to ask you a question. It's not on my list, but it's the most obvious question I should ask. Do you say please and thank you?
1: Oh, always. Yeah. Always.
0: And it'd be weird if you didn't, right?
1: Well, and here's like the here, there's a couple of reasons, but I was having ChatGPT create code for a sales calculator that I put into a widget on a website, which is so cool that you can even do that. Yeah. And I said, they created the code. I went back and forth a little bit, had it all finessed. And then I said, can you please give this the black background and white text? And my husband was in my room, in my office. I have this beanbag in the corner. He's sitting on the beanbag. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool talking about it. And then I sent that and then it replied to me. And it said, certainly adding a black background with white text adds a layer of sophistication and style. It's like putting your calculator in a tuxedo.
0: Oh, brilliant.
1: And my husband was like, why does it talk to you like that? And I yeah. said, because that's how I talk to them. You know, I, we yeah, have, yeah. the energy is contagious.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and isn't it fascinating that there's it's got these weird, quirky ways to respond to you. Because it's all it learns right from the stuff that it yeah. pulls in, but it it's just picked up on some of it. Like it's not picked up on, or maybe it's been programmed out that it doesn't pick up to call you something negative, or it doesn't talk to you in a negative way. It's all really positive and fluffy kind of things. I wonder if there is a side of it that's in a, a negative way, but I've not seen well, anything like that. On you know what channels.
1: happened, like with Bing or whatever, when they first released it, that it started going down really dark paths. They released nope. it too soon. Yeah, there's a whole thing that it like was not good, and they didn't have it trained to be that more positive.
0: Okay, Okay, yeah. yeah. So they must have. I just, it's creepy. It <laughs> way, yeah, I mean, the world is world is creepy if you look for it, right? So, or it can be. um, Okay, so uh, what's what are you using AI for at the moment?
1: I think a better question is what aren't you using AI for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, really, you know, we're our main goal this year has to been to rem- to move beyond the content creation. So we're still obviously using it for everything that we're doing content wise. Um, but also we're looking to AIify our entire business. So it's like da- data analysis and we're actually weaving it into our follow up process where A.I. will be responding as an automated assistant in some situations as well, which we do with messenger bots, but it's a different thing, right? Because messenger bots are pre-programmed, kind of choose your own adventure. This is actually, we have it, it'll be released soon, but it's actually real A.I. talking to people, which is kind of fun and also awesome and scary. (laughs) And that's just like in the initial follow-up piece. The thing that I... Have been playing with the most is did you see that i made an entire podcast all with ai yes, I
0: did yeah that was the one yeah. that was alive i watched it yeah.
1: yeah it was so cool so i went on a flight to the podcaster's cruise and on the way there i decided you know i wonder what i could do like if there's a way that i could create a system for my team to be able to create podcast episodes for me that i'm not even needed for and so what we did was we took i did a giveaway where people All they had to do in order to enter to win was ask questions below this post. I then took all those questions. I loaded it into AI and I said, hey, organize these questions and put them in a table with the headers, name, question, and answer. So I had AI answer all of the questions as well. And all of our AI systems are seasoned with my own voice and knowledge. So it can answer it in my basic knowledge. Then I edited it so that I made sure the answers were really what I would want to give it. I put it back into AI and I asked it to write a podcast script. And I gave it an example that was like, welcome to the content club podcast today. We have a question from Matthew, you know, whatever Matthew asks, blah, 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 blah. And then I created the entire thing with AI. Yeah. And it sounded amazing. So
0: yeah, it did. I I listened to a few and I was like, no that can't the voice can't be ai like it can't it sounds just like molly this is
1: yeah
0: so uh, right we're gonna go down a dock uh for a second (laughs) just for a second because i don't want to focus on it too much but uh, what happens when you're dying your ai voice is out there
1: oh my gosh you know what I, i actually just listened to a video this morning about the i haven't talked to anybody about this but i up until now. <laughs> I listened to this video of a casting agent. I'll send it to you because it was about the like SAG deal that went through recently for actors yeah. Yeah, about yeah. their AI image and this casting director was freaking out about what they had written in this clause because it said when you die, the AI version of you that they've created as a part of this movie or whatever, it was like the union gets to decide what happens with that after it's done, not your family, not your trust, whatever. <laughs>
0: I mean, do you know what? It's really funny because the radio station local to me, Radio X is is the one I listen to. It's a rock radio station, right? Okay. And they did a, they did a, you know, they do like segments and it was Dave Grohl or not Dave Grohl and they used AI to create like a bunch of, and it was like, you know, something about, it it was the dick emoji and it was like, they'd made him say something like that and you had to just guess whether it was the real or the AI version. And I couldn't tell when I first heard it. I was like, that's Dave Gold. And then they said it wasn't Dave Gold. It was the AI AI Dave Gold. So it is weird.
1: There's going to have to be more regulation that's coming through, you know, and I just heard a lot also this week about the whole Sam Altman thing with him getting fired and all of that. Yeah. Have you heard the most recent like reasons behind it? No. Okay. I also haven't talked about this really because I don't want to freak people out, but I'm going to tell you. So there's this new version of the system or whatever called Q-Star. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So it's supposedly like right now, AI is really great at language, but it's not great at math. And so this Q-Star is going to be better at math. And the problem with that is, is that everything that we have on the internet and whatever is all encrypted with math, basically. Yeah. And so now know, the know, machines are going to be able to figure out the potential. I mean, encryption. not now, but like yeah, in the yeah. future. And I guess that was the thing that freaked them out and caused them to fire him.
0: Yeah, because the thing is with encryption, like, and, and the way it used to be, cause my background's tech, right? So yeah, so we saw this and you could brute force a password on a zip file, right? And it was, it was relatively straightforward. There was little programs that would just do it and you would give it a, a dictionary. A file that was a dictionary, and then you would say go nuts and it would go. And that was in like late 90s, early 90s, yeah. right? Whereas the encryption now, they, and the way they define it is they say you can't get through this encryption for a billion years. That's how long it would but take that... to brute force it. But that suddenly just disappears with AI. Yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah, that's scary. That's scary, especially because, you yeah. know, SSL and stuff like that is just encryption. It's just,
1: yeah, right. Covering. Even like the my Facebook messages have been weird lately where it keeps saying like, oh, these encrypted messages can't load and I have to refresh it. So like all yeah. of that, WhatsApp, all that encryption. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing is that some people may hear that and be like, see, AI is the devil. I'm never going to yeah. use it. But guess what? It's not going away. And you using it to create a podcast is not going to help further the math side of what they're doing to figure it out. So when it comes time, it comes to things like this, I am a firm believer that the more good humans we get to use these tools, the more good that will be done. Otherwise it's just the bad guys that are going to use these tools and that's going to put us in a whole heap of, of trouble. So we need yeah. to be seeing the, the positivity and the goodness into this stuff. Otherwise it's going to, that's when it's going to go dark is if we ignore it.
0: Yeah. And actually, if you think about it, science is a general thing. Any type of science is good and bad, you know, here's a drug that will help you survive. Yeah. And here, yeah. and if we give you too much of this one, it will kill you. Yeah, and that's it. that that's science It's what exactly. is good or bad in, in certain hands, it's going to be used in a good way or a bad yeah. way. Anyway, we've gone dark, so let's come back for a second, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but it's fascinating. I do find all of this stuff fascinating. So thanks for sharing yeah. that with us. Um, yeah. What's the most exciting tool? Like that when you think, so you started with Jasper, but if you think about all the things you saw, what's the thing where you was like, oh my God, this is insane. Can you think of anything that's, What's the first thing that springs to mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, HeyGen is really the first one that comes to mind. Just like,
0: well, say that often. again. Was it
1: HeyGen? Which that's the one where you can create an, a video AI version yeah, of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's. yeah. Do you know Rich Sheffrin? No. Okay, so he's he is using it a lot, and I just saw. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at spotting when it's him. I think, but every video that comes out, I'm like, is that real rich or not really real rich? And I noticed, I meant to message him about it yesterday, but I think he did a short recently with the camera angle coming from the side and from the front. And I think he has a side angle AI as well as a front angle AI. So he's it's all his team doing it. They're mixing forward-facing content, a lot of B-roll, side-angle content. But I swear the human parts of it are not human. Yeah. And it looks just like him. Like, I don't have anything that I can like show right here. I don't think. But I, I don't, did you. You've seen like the video ones where I have video. Yeah, yeah. Mine. Have you
0: seen? Yeah. Do you know Austin Armstrong? Did you? Make oh yeah. And yeah. So yeah. Austin was doing it on his shorts as well. Yeah. He's speaking at too fast actually, and I find it fascinating. You, I mean, you can kind of tell in his, but I think you put a bit more effort into it, and I think it will not be yeah so obvious. i've
1: only used the cheapest version of it there's ones that you can pay to have it make it look even better yeah, yeah. like overnight the the main thing is when you first start using it you have to record some of yourself to go into the camera and then it, you know yeah. you record 2 minutes which it's awkward to record yourself for 2 minutes without a real purpose yeah you record 2 minutes but the first time i did it it said to close your mouth in between your sentences don't do that cuz okay. i went hi my name is Molly Mahoney this is my ai avatar and then that's exactly what my avatar looked <laughs> like, which is not how I talk. <laughs> which
0: is not it. At so all. so yeah. I did
1: it again and I used my hands a lot and I said, now I'm moving my hands. Now I'm looking off to the side. Now I'm biting my lip because that kind of looks weird. <laughs> like I did things like that and it does that. It looks down. It does these things within the video.
0: Yeah, nice. And so another guy I spoke to earlier today, actually Charles, he has created a system, a content rebounding system where he's using AI and he generates almost 2,000 videos a week for his socials. 2,000 videos a week. And he, sh- he talked to me about this system. He's got like, he's got like five channels and he's testing on, shorts on one channel if it works. He moves them to his main channel. Like,
1: Okay, I have a question. Yeah. How many people does he have running that system?
0: Well, he told me it's costing him a couple of hundred dollars. Well, he said $100-ish but a couple of hundred dollars and a couple of people like it, it it didn't. So
1: that's, that's the thing is I, with a couple of people, you can totally do that because what we do is you create a month of content in about an hour, but that's you doing it as yourself. But if you have three people that all they're doing is using AI to create videos, you can definitely create 2000 videos in a week. And that's insane, but it's, you know, even with like all the ways that you can link the ai tools together with automation you need to have a few people to check and to move things from place to place yeah yeah but then my question
0: is how are you going to stand out when ai is creating 2000
1: videos a week that's That's like the real question yeah so this is why your quesadilla of awesome is so important (laughs) But you have to make sure that you're weaving in your weird into all of this. Yeah. Even if we look at like Alex Hermosi, all of a sudden, everybody's videos look like his video editor did them. Yeah. You know? And so when you're using a tool like video or Opus, they've added in a lot more templates there, but it's like, they all kind of look the same. So what yeah. can we do to weave in our own magic, our own uniqueness? And that could be something that it's like. Within your actual appearance that you're bringing to the camera, it could be in your background, which is, you know, your set, which also is something that is unique in you visually. It could be the actual content is it's woven in with your energy is like what happens. So you've got to figure out what it is that makes you unique and then make sure that you don't get into a rut where you're following the same formulaic approach with everything that you're doing.
0: Yeah. And is, isn't that the problem that a lot of people fall into is they follow the gurus, the people that they think have, mm-hmm. have made it or have got the system, and then they just become carbon copies, copies of those totally. people.
1: Totally. Oh, or and, and then they they, try, they get mad that it doesn't work. And it's like, yeah, because that was like, I call it a domino light. It's the thing that lights you up and then creates these other, you know, ripple effects out there you got to figure out what your domino light is so that you can bring that into like jeff walker obviously has a system that he's figured out right but if we all came on exactly like jeff with our squirrel cam and like hiking or whatever he's doing right we'd all be the same we have to bring in our own weird version of whatever we have to make it unique so that it doesn't become white noise
0: yeah yeah totally Wicked. Molly, I, I mean, I could talk about this AI stuff with you forever um, because I find it so fascinating. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all of this stuff with us. I really appreciate it. Can you let people know where they find you? Yeah.
1: So if you go to mollymahoney.com, what's actually really cool about that site is there's just three links there. One will take you to the stuff that we do at the prepared performer with like business coaching and all that kind of stuff. One will take you to speaker stuff. And then one, like how you can become a speaker and then one will take you where if you actually want to you know have me come speak at your event because ai is cool but in person real life things are like way cooler so that's a good place to start and then we have all kinds of downloads and things like that that you can find there too
0: look at and and what i would say is unfortunately moni's not speaking at tube fest um which is in may may 23rd but she is speaking at atomicon in when is that
1: June, June June 18th, June I believe.
0: 18th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've got the link in the show notes so you can go and uh, check that out. Uh, I'll be there. And
1: you should go to both events is really what you should yes. do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What I will say is, for me, and I, I spoke to someone about this recently, like events and going and seeing people in real life is where the magic happens. Speaking to people, the conversation we have now on this podcast in this small amount of time happens at the bar. Not necessarily always with Molly, uh, although it has been known, but it happens in the room with the people that you're with and that's where you get all of the the good hints and tips and stuff that you learn. So definitely go to these events and get involved as well. Uh, Thank you so much, Molly. Really appreciate your time. So happy for you to be be here here and uh, (laughs) lovely to see you as always.
1: You too.
0: And that's it. Again, we have got no outro, so we just—it's just, just going to end. Hey, but like, dead. that no
1: outro and the no intro—that's your yeah. weird. You're not—that
0: is my weird. Dead. Yeah, because no. I was like, you we'll know, I listened it. to all these podcasts. I was doing my research, and I was like, why have they always got all got this cheesy? It's like, and that's the thing—like totally. this American format that you guys have created. It's your fault. As a nation, it's your fault.
1: But then it's, it's also the marketer's fault. fault. Everything, yeah, marketers yeah, yeah, everything. yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Probably digital <laughs> marketers the, the the business. But they have this cheesy format and then everyone thinks they have to do it. And when I saw it, I was like, no, my my inside rebel went, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) So now it just ends in a really abrupt and crap way. Okay. Bye.